You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from the Indigo Ballroom at the Hilton Bayfront Hotel in a dimension where anime cosplayers have organized into a renegade fighting force. And we've been forced to shelter in this ballroom for the last week. We're running out of food. And this is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. We have not succumbed to cannibalization yet. Yet. Yet we, but if thing, but things are getting dire in the Indigo Ballroom. Travis is starting to look like a hot dog, and uh, with, with with mustard and ketchup that's just on it. When I when I put my shoulders up, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly what you look like. Uh, it's, it's odd. It's odd. Um, hey, everybody, welcome to Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. I am Brandon. Yeah, I'm Travis. Welcome to the show. So glad that you're joining us on the show where we occasionally talk about Rick and Morty. Uh, we're so happy that you're here. So happy that you're joining us. Uh, and we will, of course, be talking about uh, the Rick and Morty panel from San Diego Comic-Con. But before we get into all of that, plenty of things that we have to get out of the way first. And no plug is more important to everything right now than a plug for our Instagram. That's right. <laughs> at Rick and Morty pod P-O-D. The new, improved, and and flourishing Instagram account for this podcast. That's right, at Rick and Morty Pod. If you're a listener of this podcast and you feel like you used to follow us on Instagram, I highly encourage you to go back and make sure that you're following our new account, new, improved, and following all community <laughs> standards and guidelines. That is correct. That is correct. We already talked about this on our last podcast, but yeah, make sure you go to yeah, Rick and Morty. If you missed pod. the last one, make sure make sure you go back. <laughs> and uh, a special plug right now, this week only, uh, we are giving we're doing our first giveaway uh, on 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 the Instagram. So if you're not following, go follow over there. We're giving away some swag from San Diego Comic Con. So go check it out. Over on our Instagram. Yeah, that's right. That, that's right. That's right. Uh, you can always email us also at rickandmortypodcast at gmail.com. You can go to Reddit, Reddit, rickandmorty.reddit.com. There, some people post some stuff there, surprisingly. Very rare. Yeah, it happens. Very rare. I get, I, get, I get notifications about it almost every day. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can go to our, our website, rickandmortypod.com. We are not streaming. So go ahead and ignore that. I don't know if you're recording this video, but if you are recording, oh, that, of course I'm recording video. You'll see that on youtubecom slash enthusiasm. You can also support our show, our shows over at Patreon, patreoncom enthusiasm where we haven't we haven't put any much content in there lately. But we've been very, very, very busy, very busy, so busy. doing things. We, we're we're going to record special uh, post show content tonight uh, to put out on Patreon. Uh, just for us, we're just gonna just gonna chit chat for a little bit uh, to give a little something 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 for the patrons over at Patreon.com. Appreciate their support, and and we have tons to talk about. This is a jam packed show, uh, so I I think we should delay no further and get right into semi pertinent news. Well, you got some pertinent news in your radio. You got some pertinent news on podcast station. You got some pertinent 
because it's not quite pertinent. It's Emma pertinent. That's what we do when we don't have the content. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, At least we have like pertinent news for the main thing and the whole show isn't (laughs) semi-pertinent, which has been the case as of late. But uh, yeah, we do have, as, as we mentioned, we we went to San Diego Comic-Con. If you're a subscriber to this podcast, to our YouTube channel, you have definitely seen some of that content, whether it's apathetic enthusiasm breakdowns. Uh, we had our bonus episode with the interview with Teenage Youth in Asia. We also did a intimate, cricket-filled backyard <laughs> podcast about our time at San Diego Comic-Con. But this is much more to the point. This is much more information from Comic-Con that we have been stewing on, we have been thinking about for almost a week now. And these are the things, the big the big news items that came out of San Diego Comic-Con that are in some way related to Rick and Morty. And for semi-pertinent news, we have three panels that are not the Rick and Morty panel that I think stand out specifically uh, for us to talk about. The first one being Crapopolis. Crapopolis. That's right. This is this is the first show that we it was very first night, first night, second night. Oh no, it was a it was a second night because we took the yeah. train that night, the trolley, and I got I got motion sick. That was fun. So we saw we saw they panel for Crapopolis, and it was hosted uh, by the supervising director. Uh, he came he came out introduced it because there was no actors. There were no actors or writers there. Uh, Dan Harmon yeah, was not yeah. there. Steve Levy walked in, uh, the executive, one of the executive producers, but he went to the very, very back. But we got a chance to watch two episodes of, of Crepopolis. And we also got a little, little, little swag bag with a, with a nice a little, little bag, nice little shirt. Little. Um, but uh, yeah, this is, this is a show that it takes. It's like a Greek animation show. Uh, you know, it's got funny stuff in it. Tyrannus. It's, it comes out on the 24th. Yeah, funny stuff. Uh, I mean, there's there's definitely some, some Dan Harmon energy. Matt Berry's in it. Matt Berry. Um, I gotta say, I think I think the voice acting cast for for this show um is is really great. I after seeing the two episodes, I I thought they did a good job and um, some really, some really talented folks that they brought together for this. Um, It's interesting. I, I think there is a definite and noticeable tonal difference in shows that are produced for say Fox animation versus something that's produced for adult swim. When we talk about teenage euthanasia, talk about Rick and Morty, a little bit more edgy, a little bit more, (laughs) I won't use the word sophisticated, but but a little bit more crass in the humor at times or uh, willing to, you know, go a little bit more insane with some with some there, of the concept. The, the, the polish is different. That, that That's what sure. it is. Right. Yeah. You're not you're it's it's a difference between, you know, just like wiping down a countertop and using pledge on the countertop, right? Like mm-hmm. the Fox animated shows are using pledge. They're using like the advanced formula pledge, which leaves a little that's bit right. of sheen, right? A little bit of, of lemon scent to it. That's, that's that's what it is. It's the lemon scent. That's what <laughs> that's what I was picking up on. 
Yeah. Um, so, so we, so we watched that. That was the first one that we watched. Uh, now on the Rick and Morty panel day, we actually, we were in there for a while and we're going to get into the Rick and Morty panel here in this, in a second. Uh, but we have a couple of yeah. things to go through first. Uh, one of them was we stuck around for the solar opposites panel, uh, which, yep. uh, that, that one was interesting because nobody came out on stage. There was, there was no introduction, nothing. It was basically just, yeah. Hey, Here's two episodes of Solar Opposites, the new season. Um, yeah, they had like a pre-recorded like intro type thing for it, which I wonder like how quickly they put that together. Yeah, because they they threw that out and it was that was it. Like panel time started, roll video, yeah, video video of animation. It was it was the, the, the yeah. characters from Solar Opposite. They animated it specifically, I guess, for the intro to be like, sorry, we don't have any actors here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I haven't watched solar opposites really since the first season. I watched a little bit of season two, the two episodes that they viewed or is from season four, which I didn't realize they were that, that far into it. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, you, we heard the new voice of, of Corvo, uh, Justin mm-hmm. Roiland being gone, the, the new voice actor coming in and doing that. And uh, I think I think it maybe at first is noticeable, but then it go, goes right into it and you just kind of accept that voice being the voice now. So, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, I think the show watching those two episodes, they're entertaining. I, I thought they were funny. Um, I, th- I think it's still a good show. I, I also have not caught up to the show since season two, but I think um yeah, if, if if you are a fan of Solar Opposites, uh, you I think you'll probably be excited uh, for the the fourth season uh, coming out on Hulu. Anna Mayhem, uh, Anna Mayhem, not, not a sponsor. Nope. Um, but but before before we get into the actual Rick and Morty panel, I want to take a little bit of time to talk about what I think we both agree was one of our favorite panels uh, that we attended for all of San Diego Comic Con, and that was Nathan Pyle. Uh, his his creativity uh, panel that was really also acting as a promotion for his new show, Strange Planet. Um, if you are not familiar with Nathan Pyle, he is a a comic artist. He draws those cute little blue aliens that probably have shown up on your Instagram or other social media feeds. Uh, they're very literal. And back in 2020... Uh, he had a meeting with Dan Harmon to develop this premise of these aliens into an actual animated series. Fast forward three years and the series is here. It is coming out uh, like in a week yeah, on, like uh, ninth, on Apple TV plus. Yep. Uh, and yeah, and his panel had uh, it was Nathan Pyle and Steve Levy talking, uh, talking about, creativity but also talking about the development of strange planet yeah it i travis isn't wrong it was my favorite panel of the the entire event uh nathan and steve levy talking nathan Pyle and steve levy talking about the show yeah i mean even before talking about the show nathan talking about like his presentation about creativity and like the different ways he's creative using yeah. tiktok or or instagram or, or whatever and him also saying like people ask me if how I become an expert on on things like I'm not an expert my kids will be an expert someday but I just watch what what other people are doing and like that's 
watch what they do and then adopt, adopt some of that stuff. And he talked about layering. Yeah. He talked about movement of capturing stuff. So that was really, 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 really cool. The, uh, the talking about strange planet, him and Steve talking about that was so, so, so cool. Like they seem such like the development of these, these characters, the development of the show talking about communication. What the most interesting thing to me was they were talking about sitcoms, classic eighties, nineties sitcoms where, the whole conflict of the show is they're the characters are deceptive about something. And then the resolution is at the very end, like, Oh, okay. We're, we're honest with each other now. Now that yeah. resolves the w- resolves the conflict. Whereas in this world with these little, with these beings, the conflict comes from their honesty with each other and, and how honesty creates conflict and how, yeah. and how we can work through that and how we can become better people if you know in a utopia anyways it was really really cool and and so i appreciate them for that we were only able to see a clip from the opening credits but since this panel they have actually released the full trailer for the for the series and i i'm i'm more excited about it i i think the the show concept is really interesting um I, i've loved his artwork and his his comedy and combining that with dan harman I'm just, I'm really interested to see how this goes. So I don't know. Yay. Yay, Nathan Pyle. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Congr- and he was super nice to us. We went to his booth and like he signed stuff for us and he's, we bought his book and he signed it and he like asked us about the podcast and all this stuff. Just, just real, real nice. Stand guy. up. Is it a, sta- a stand up fella, a stand up fella doing stand up things. Anyways, celebrating him. Uh, okay. Stand up comedy, but no, no, no. Just a stand up fella. Um, but he is, he is funny as well. But let's let's th- let's move on. We have we have a lot to discuss with the the panel stuff. But first, before we get into that piece, real quick, let's get into the Dan Harmon social media minute. Do, 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 do. Dan Harmon. Uh, all right. So Dan Harmon, he's he's staying active. He's staying on the socials. And this week, um, while all the writers are out of work because they're striking. We have a wonderful video from Dan uh, <laughs> where he's bowling uh, and, and, and it's the caption is writer's spare. Uh, so here's Dan Harmon bowling. Uh, he's, he's wearing a bowling shirt. He's got, he's got a split and he picks up the split. He's, he, he's, he's, he's embraced by somebody that he's bowling with and then does an amazing arm flailing dance. <laughs> Um, it's, it's really great. If you haven't seen it, go follow at Dan Harmon on Instagram. And while you're there, don't forget to check out at (laughs) Rick and Morty pod, uh, sign up for our giveaway. That's great. Um, but that's it. That's your Dan Harmon social media. We did it. We did it, Travis. Uh, I'm excited. Let's, uh, I don't know what else we have to talk about today, but I guess we can. I think that's pretty much it. We don't talk about Rick and Morty on this show. So, uh, (laughs) oh wait, we have. Uh, scrolling through my notes here, we have one more segment, something we like to call the main thing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years of Rick and Morty at SDCC. It's the main thing talking about pen all time. Ha. <laughs> ha. 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 Um, That's right. Ten I, years. I haven't, had time, I haven't had time to produce any music, Travis. You understand. 
you this understand. Is fine. You understand. I, I totally. I I haven't been able to produce voice apparently. <laughs> produce <laughs> voice. Uh, okay. Well, let me take let me take this so you can clear your throat. We're talking about ten years of Rick and Morty panel at at San Diego Comic Con. That's right. They had it. They had a panel. They had an hour long panel. We 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 got there for Teenage Euthanasia. We sat uh, we sat there. We listened to Alyssa and Allison, and and that was that was great. And then there was supposed to be a Metalocalypse panel in between that. Well, yep. there wasn't one. There wasn't one at all. And so we waited there for like another hour, sitting there, uh, hanging out. And eventually, ooh, la 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 la. It happened. Uh, some folks came out. We had Steve Levy come out, the producer, executive producer, Susanna Belk, uh, producer who oversees all post-production, Jacob Hare, a supervising director, and Elisa Phillips, who started back in 2014 as a color designer and is now a lead character designer. So those are the four folks coming out. Cheryl Eddy from Gizmodo uh, went ahead and, and hosted that panel. Yep. And and that's that's where that's where we started. There was lots of questions. There was lots of, of things that the, we wanted to, to cover. And so let's go ahead and cover that, Travis. To, take it away. Let's let's get into it. Um, all right. So it was it was a big room. Lot, lots of people. Uh, fans really still showing up for Rick and Morty. I I got the feeling that there were a lot of people sitting through some of those previous panels just to guarantee their seat for Rick and Morty. A lot of Rick and Morty shirts and things in the audience hours ahead. Of, of the Rick and Morty panel. Um, but yeah, it, the, the panel itself opened up with a video montage that, and, and, and again, they were trying to highlight this, this idea of 10 years of Rick and Morty and the fact that the show has been around for a decade now. So that, that opening montage, a lot of clips about uh, from the show uh, highlights and, and, and famous scenes from the past, you know, what, six seasons. And then that that kind of shifted into clips of Rick and Morty sort of in the real world. So whether you had Wormageddon stuff, Rick and Morty fans in, di in different places or at different events, uh, there might have been some Rickmobile content in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and just this this overall idea about the phenomenon that is Rick and Morty. Uh, so that was fun to see. And that kind of set the tone for... Uh, the line of questions um, that was presented to the panel. The first being sort of asking about what has been the secret to the show's success. Yeah, that that that's right. That's right. And and there was a variety of answers when it when it came to what the 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 recipe is. Um and and I think like the big aspect of it and something that we've gleaned from folks that we've talked to is just how complicated and how much work goes into the show. Uh one one meant one person mentioned like that it's like basically like five shows in in one the like the yeah. amount of back background work the amount of turnarounds they they showed um you may have this later in, in the in the notes but you know like they showed some art from like turnarounds from different characters from like night family yeah. and like how much work goes into that um what 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 else did we have in there um one of the things that Steve Levy spoke to initially was the idea of the multiverse and the fact that pretty early on in Rick and Morty, you, you get this premise of a multiverse, which now after Marvel movies and, and so many other things happening, multiverses are kind of everywhere and we're almost a little bit burnt out by, by multiverses. But Rick and Morty very initially 
presented this idea of multiple dimensions, multiple realities in a way that was relatively easy to digest and understand for the viewers. And I think I think that's something that they were able to take something very complex and then, you know, sort of make it palatable to an audience. And they, um, and they did shout out Jeff Loveness, who who wrote Ant-Man Quantumania. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they did. They, they did mention that. They did that. Um, but and then he also goes on to say this is Steve Levy saying that at the end of the day, it is a story about people who have the same trauma that all of us do. Right. So even though it's 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 high concept sci fi rigmarole, at the end of the day, this is this is a story about a family that, you know, has to um, work together and and deal with some of the same issues that they always do. <laughs> yeah, and and that was that was something that uh, when we when we talked to uh, Alyssa and Allison about teenage euthanasia, like they had they had a similar uh, thought, right? Which is like it's just a story about people that have the same trauma that all of us do, and you know I think that I think that's interesting. Just as as an aside from a writing perspective. Uh, and I, I know you have this in the show notes from at the end of the panel with the the, yeah. the loveness bit about Mr. Poopy butthole at the end of the season. Right. Um, yeah. Like write about what, you know, uh, and I think that's that's really interesting. Like even with a show about Rick and Morty, it's like the writers are are pulling, extracting from themselves to put into a show that's essentially, yeah, sci fi rigmarole and all that, that good stuff. But it's still about humans at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Uh, I. I, I I thought that insight was really interesting. The other thing that I found interesting in in this portion of the panel was how much they talked about sort of creative freedom and the ability for lots of writers and artists to just go nuts and come up with really over the top ideas. Uh, and then I really appreciated um, who was it? I think it was Jacob. Uh, Eliza Phillips, who who was a character designer, talking about how when they go nuts, that really creates like an an extra level of difficulty for some of these character designers and folks who have to then make all these characters or or make these scenes come to life in the animation process. So, um, like all the Cronenbergs, how how difficult <laughs> that is to to do anything with like lots of tentacles and. <laughs> <laughs> and and, yes. and that type of thing, um, and then uh, Jacob Hare like mentioning about the uh, the episode where where Morty has the reset button, and there's that whole little interlude with like the alive Pixar type movie thing where they said yep. just go crazy, <laughs> and and he got to put that whole thing in there because they were short on time. He he created he like storyboard put that all that together, and that stayed in the episode. Oh yeah. Freedom, which man. was a i mean vat of acid amazing episode okay. emmy award-winning yes episode of course which takes us right into the next topic that uh, was was in the panel uh where they talked about emmy awards and talked about the fact uh that the show is nominated for another emmy uh this time with night family and they and they really took some time to kind of break down night family as an episode and go a little bit more in depth into the creative process of an idea from Rob Schraub and, and how that idea goes from concept to animated episode. Yeah, they, they talked they talked about the, 
I don't want to say minor, but the like the blacksmith, the alien blacksmith that creates all the plates for Rick <laughs> towards the beginning of the yeah. episode. That was like Schraub. Essentially, they they wanted to work with Schraub's design, but then eventually they're just like kind of stuck with Schraub's design. Same thing with uh, Summer's stay awake suit. <laughs> that was Schraub's design. Kind of stuck with his design. Covered entirely. in Brillo pads and yeah. Duquil. Forks on the back yeah. and all, all that type of stuff. That that was something that I found particularly interesting was the fact that Schraub created what, what they called a lookbook, which was a lot of his own sketches and own concepts of this is what some of these things should look like in, in the show. When, you know, Schraub is credited as a writer he's credited you know as as he may be a producer for some of these episodes too but he's typically not given like art credits in in the show but to see how much of the premise of night family really like even visually yeah came from the mind of shrub was interesting and and i I, you know uh, elisa mentioned like scud the disposable assassin and yeah. and we always I always forget that well Rob Schraub started with Scud like that is mm-hmm. that is his thing the Meeseeks are kind of based off of Scud his, as his origins are in comics right like he's correct. yeah it's is not he, he is he is he is an artist first and foremost and you can see that in like some of the sh- the shirts and merchandise that he sells on on T Public or wherever it is um, but uh, yeah so that was really cool what one thing that I leapt to that I was so excited to hear about was Jacob Hare, the, the director for that episode, was yeah. so excited to do animated horror. He talked about Creepshow 2, uh, specifically. Not Creepshow 1, which is fantastic, but also Creepshow 2, which I, I have a special space in my heart for, but it's not as great as the as the, the first one. But like talking about pulling from Creepshow 2 and loving horror uh, and like pulling from that. And, and he was talking about like 2d animation, 2d horror, how, how to make that effective. And he was talking about like doing lots of close-ups, like lots of close-ups will, will make it more horrific. Right. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed listening to that. And then I was like, I want to talk to him about horror stuff only. I don't even care about Rick and Morty shit. I just want to talk to him about nope. <laughs> EC. So, so check him out on, a weird spinoff podcast where Brandon just talks about horror. That's that's the name of the podcast. Don't put that on me. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> through this, they they talked a lot, uh, and and this kind of reflects back to what we were talking about before. How sometimes the show goes through a lot of changes, um, e- even even through the process of animation, where you know it's it's not. The, the show can look pretty close to done in certain scenes and then either standards and practices will say, oh, you can't do that. You have to change something. One particular example is they showed the scene where they were scraping the plate into Rick's mouth. And that was apparently supposed to be a plate of diarrhea. <laughs> and uh, and they're like, nope, can't do that. So they 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 showed the change where there was like food on the plate like noodles and then and it stuff was, like that yeah and so then it's nasty food and that makes it okay and, and they, they also uh, talked about like cutting something earlier in the episode where like he actually shat on the plates and so yes. like that yeah there was some context missing from that but it was behind the scenes is he was actually eating sh- his own shit off the plates that that was yeah. the point of that 
Um, that's, that's a special detail you only hear. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't know that I've seen any of the other news outlets talking about soundalikes. They're not, they're not covering the the, the fecal <laughs> matter on the plates. The important right? part. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta come to this podcast that that or just showed up at the panel. That's 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 the type of hard hitting news. Yes, we make sure to cover for sure. The, uh, there was another there was another aspect that the, that they changed as well. They showed they showed a scene of of Summer coming into the room, and she had baggy eyes. She had very very baggy eyes as, as a night Summer. And they talked about how they wanted to make it to where, you know, they want a little bit of realism when they're when they're going into the, the show, even when it's right. fantastical. And they're like, well, it doesn't make sense physiologically if night summer or any of the the night people switch and their eyes become unbaggy. So instead of instead yeah. of making them their their eyes baggy, they that's when they went with like the glow in their eyes. And so they showed the the change, the, the difference in that. Uh, and yeah, I mean, obviously, when you watch the episode. W- towards the end, especially when they're like hitting each other and falling asleep and, and all that type of stuff. It wouldn't make sense for their eyes to go baggy, not baggy, baggy, not baggy, baggy, yeah. not baggy. So the, the glow is I, and, and and I think it makes that one scene where Summer does the quick switch and you realize, oh, it's night summer and not day summer. I think I think it makes it more powerful, I think, in, in that moment as well. Indeed. But, indeedly anyway. do. Indeedly do. Um, in the, <laughs> OK, right, so uh, also uh, Elisa mentions that standards and practices hates nipples. <laughs> not a fan. Not yeah, a, she 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 was referencing um when she was working on the, the uh concept designs fortune for Jenny episode Chunt uh from the fortune cookie episode and then they go on to talk about the fortune cookie monster and uh yeah, yeah, the SMP the, doesn't like uh monster nipples. You got to take them off. But it's there in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> and I I want to reiterate just to set the scene for this Brandon and I were sitting in the very front row of this panel, as we should, as, as you know, representatives for you, Unity, at this panel. <clears throat> I'm, I'm third seat in from the aisle. First seat obviously belongs to the Golden Rickhead. <laughs> and then there's Brandon, and then there's me. And sitting beside me is uh, Jacob Hare's guest at the, at the event who we had, we had been chatting with. Uh, prior to, and as soon as, as soon as the panel opens, whew, I pull out my laptop, I, I open my laptop and I'm clacking away uh, <laughs> on my laptop throughout the whole thing. So, so yes, there are notes that say S and P hates nipples in, in my notes. Um, but I was super self-conscious like through that whole, <laughs> that whole time, because I'm like, okay, I got my notes app open. Her, her very good friend is up on stage and I'm just recording whatever he says in, with my fingers and she can see my screen. So I guess I better be nice. She can I see say. it. She can see it all. There's a hole in the wall with a man who can see it all. <laughs> and speaking of seeing it all, the, the next, the next bit that she might've seen in your notes is the season seven discussion, which is, which is where, which is where we're going in, in the future, right? It's 10 years yeah. of Rick and Morty, but we have, however many more years after this to, to go. And so the season, season seven discussion led by Steve Levy, obviously the big question on everybody's mind is Solar Opposites just replaced the voice entirely with a different accent and everything. Who's going to replace Rick and Morty? 
And when we were first at the panel, but before, before, uh, right after Teenage Youth in Asia, we, we, we didn't feel like we had tickets for press. So we actually went, we went back and we found seats towards the back of the room a little bit yeah. more. And we were sitting in front of a, a row that had, that were not as, as into Rick and Morty as, as you unity. They weren't as nope. in the know as you. They don't have their finger on the pulse of the <laughs> multiverse. And they're, right. they're not they're not spending their time listening to other people talk about Rick and Morty, because <laughs> if they were, they would not be as shocked and baffled by the news that they were discussing behind us. They were like, so they're going to replace the voice of Rick? Like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. But they're going to keep Morty the same. Like they, they were saying, kind of saying, saying, I'm like, you guys, I guess they don't know that Rick and Morty is voiced by the same person. It, it was such such a weird journey that they took us on because in in the in the same conversation, members of their of their group not only learned that uh, <laughs> Justin Roiland had gotten into trouble, that he had been cleared, but that he had had other problematic things that caused him to be let go from the show. But but that also there, that the, <laughs> but but also that. That explains why their voices sounded different in season four and five. Yeah, <laughs> they did say, they that, that. that. That was a particular note that I found interesting. That uh, apparently their voices already sounded different, even though Justin has <laughs> so far voiced the characters in every yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, 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 anyway. So uh, uh, those folks aside, hey, if you're listening to, we 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 love you. You didn't know yeah, that we were for you. you. Um, but uh, so Steve Levy talked about the recast of, of Rick and Morty saying it's going to be great. The show is as good as it has ever been. And the writing is the best that it's ever been. There's a much larger story to tell with these characters, more one-offs, but also a lot of Rick focused Canon. When Travis pretty dang soon. And that's a quote. That's a, that's a quote multiple times. As a matter of fact, soon pretty real pretty. close. We're working on it all the time. Pretty dang soon. Uh, which, which seems to tell me, and, and maybe we can confirm this through our sources that I don't think it's pretty dang soon. I think, <laughs> I think maybe they don't know exactly how soon it is. They're uncertain about when it's coming out. And that's, yeah. that's fine. You sure that's, about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but so they, so they, they, they talked about the, the Rick recast. We'll go back to that for a second. It's, it's something we reported already from the premiere, the, the French uh, outlet. It's what yeah. they've been saying over and over again. Um, and it's what we've been reporting, which is, it's like Mel Blanc is Bugs Bunny. He started off as Bugs Bunny. He, he had to retire eventually. It's gone through a bunch of different voices. Right now it's Eric Bauza. And like that, you still know it as Bugs Bunny, even though it sounds different. Same, yeah. we talk, same thing we talked about Kermit, right? The voice is different. It is still the same character, but, but it's going to sound similar. And uh, so Steve point, kind of points that out. Yeah, and and really they didn't they didn't offer up that information in in the the core portion of the panel that had to come from a question from the audience when they got into the Q and A portion. So I I feel like they were just trying to kind of like avoid the topic, but they knew that it would get brought up, so they they were ready for the conversation when it happened. Yeah. Um, mo moving on to additional insights from from season seven, uh, we were given the opportunity to view an animatic from, from season seven. So uh, 
pretty it was a cold open if you will for an episode that did not contain Rick or Morty in the episode which I thought okay makes sense especially if they if they're not willing to come out on a stage as big as San Diego Comic Con and announce who the new voice actors are either they don't have them solidified or they're still working on them oh by the way there's this whole actor strike that's going on that complicates things as well maybe they don't have an animatic or a clip with the new voices yeah. that they're ready to show in this setting so they picked the cold open from an episode revisiting okay. some characters from the past some class some classic characters from the past they introduced this clip by saying it's it Rob Schraub wrote wrote this scene, bringing back some classic characters that you didn't expect and brought them back in a way that makes sense. Uh, and, and so this sneak peek of, of season seven was a cold open with bringing back uh, water tea. And from uh, last last we saw from the rise of the Numericons. Numericons. I, I I wrote it like five different ways. Numonotrons. I think I wrote <laughs> numberonicons in my notes. I, I I was I was typing very fast. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there it is. It is an action sequence where Water T is back on his home planet. He's he's fighting against you know all these different characters and uh, eventually has to go and get help with a number system and yeah. he happens to know. A very um, important mathematician. A very important mathematician on on that's on, right. on Earth. Uh, is it is it a spoiler? If, if if we if we saw it, look. If you don't want if you want to know who if you don't want to know who it is, stop listening for like ten seconds. Starting now, the the very special mathematician that Water T looks for is Mister Goldenfold. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> And, 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 and spoiler over, um, I thought I thought that was awesome. I, I that episode feels a little unhinged, almost in the same way that like the interdimensional cables yeah. kind of yeah. took risks, were willing to go out on a limb, explore really bizarre concepts and themes. It, maybe this is going to be that type of episode. Maybe we can only hope. Yeah. And, and 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 part of the reason he sought out that individual is because algebra, algebra has numbers and letters together. What does that That's mean? Right. What what kind of if if, al, if letters and numbers are fighting eternally, but they're together in an in, in an ancient scroll? What does that actually mean? Yeah, Rob Schraub, Rob Schraub taking the mundane credit. <laughs> credit to Rob Lucas Gray directing the episode. Uh, excited to see that whenever it airs. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty much our sneak peek of season seven. It was brief. It was brief. it wasn't animatic, so not not finished animation or anything like that. Um, but it was cool. It was cool that they were they were willing to bring that and uh, give fans a, that were that were able to attend a little sneak peek at, at some things to come. That's right. um, I'm I'm gonna roll through the Q and A topics. Pretty quickly, um, some some of the questions really good, really insightful. Other ones, um, a little bit more comedic or or just you know one off questions. First one being Brett Kahn, <laughs> uh, is he good or evil? 
And they, I think they made a joke about him always being evil or always being good. And it's always been that way because he can just retcon. Yeah. 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 And I, I think, I, I think it was Elisa who was like, he's neither. He's, he's, he's neither. He's neither good no. or evil. Right. So, and I, I, I appreciate that. He's gay. He's gay. Yeah. Uh, there was another, there's another question uh, after that was you ever sneak people or things, you know, into the show? Well, let me let, let before we answer this question, this fan question, we, we were talking to Jacob Hare's friend who was there at, at the panel before, before the panel even started. Yeah. And his friend was t- telling us about how Jacob had inserted his, his longtime girlfriend, now wife, uh, as a character in Rick and Morty. Well, the Vat of Acid episode, that girl that Morty falls in love with and has a whole life with was, in fact, like the model of, of his young his wife as a younger person. Based on his current wife. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so his friend was telling us that ahead of time. We're like, oh, that, that's super, super cool. And, and we had a conversation about it. Well, once the panel was going and this question was asked, Ever sneak people or things you know in? Jacob Hare mentions, yeah, I snuck my girlfriend, now wife, in as Morty's girlfriend in the Vat of Acid episode. Um, yeah. And Elisa yeah. and said, any resemblance is purely coincidental. I know. Yeah, they, they, they had a lot of like one-off ideas about like things that are true to life or, or you know, you, again, you, you mentioned you write what you know. Um, yeah, they write about people and things and, and draw characters that look like people they know because yeah. that's that's what's around you uh additional insights that the uh the whole beekeeper uh <laughs> bit with jerry um is is a jab at james siciliano <laughs> uh because he he's the guy that talks about bees way too much and that's why jerry keeps bees and they kind of they kind of said he, james is is really similar to jerry in a lot of ways i guess so that's interesting behind the scenes knowledge that, that I don't think we knew uh, as as a fact before we went to the yeah. panel. Uh, the, Dan's Dan's can crusher got written into the show. Uh, Dan went through his like pandemic engineering woodworking, woodworking type phase, phase. and uh, so he would come into the writers' room talking about like oh, I made a can crusher, and then lo and behold, write what you know. He's they're talking about the can crusher in in, in the episode. Um, yep. Yeah. And then, and then, um, so <laughs> I mentioned it earlier with the Jeff Loveness, quantum mania, multiverse stuff, writing the, the tag with Mr. Poopy butthole being divorced and alone <laughs> in an often, he was at the time in an often on and off again relationship. And he poured all of that into the tag. And they said that like, usually Harmon like rewrites everything, but he was like, no, that's perfect. <laughs> you got it. You got it, Jeff. Um, yeah. So, so I thought those, those, those answers were really good. Um, they talked, we talked about the Justin recast. There was, there was a question on if giant incest baby would come back. Huge applause from Sur- the audience. Surprisingly about huge applause. Naruto. Naruto. Uh, Naruto. Huh? Naruto. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so expect maybe to see that character come back in a future episode. Uh, they di- There was a question on if Morty would ever get a girlfriend. Um, and and that which and the- I was like, I feel like he's had girlfriends. He's had girlfriends. Like Planetina. Uh, yeah. Just, I don't know. The, uh, we, the but, Vat of Acid episode, he had that girlfriend forever, right? Yeah, and then Jerry reset it. So yeah. it doesn't count. Well, um, but, but Morty remembers. Morty remembers. Yeah. 
Pepperidge Farms. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. Mentioned. So they said that they have written up to part of season nine, which is incredible. Um, and Steve Levy's saying yes. Uh, Morty gets a girlfriend at some point. So there you go. He said it kind of matter of factly. So he I'm did. interested to see where that goes. He did. Now this. Now the 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 next bit question was they asked if Squanchy will ever squanch again, and uh, the team. Steve Levy specifically says, guess what, everybody? You've you probably already heard this news on, on Twitter. This is this is part of like the, the Twitter news, like the the hard hitting, you know, quote unquote Twitter news. That yes, Squanchy will be back in the premiere of season seven. As a matter of fact, the whole gang of Rick's friends will be back in 701. Bird person, Mr. Poopy Butthole, Gene, and Gearhead. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's exciting. I, I, I don't know if that's going to be done in like a flashback. I feel like it'd have to, but um, maybe not. Maybe there's some way that Squanchy will Squanch again. Um, and then, and then finally, uh, at the end of the Q and A session, we got we got one last bit of video, and, and that was a uh, the title sequence to the first Rick and Morty series spinoff. This is a, a standalone series uh, based on the Rick and Morty characters, but separate from the actual Rick and Morty series. Uh, and that is the Rick and Morty anime. Um, th they, they posted this title sequence, I think same day, yeah. uh, right after the panel. So, so you can definitely find it online if you missed it. Um, and, and as a person that's not, hugely into anime I, I don't i don't watch a lot of anime typically um i still have a definite appreciation for the art style and this looked really good to me i, th I thought I, I mean this is something that especially as a rick and morty fan i'm gonna check out and see see what they do with the characters and see if it feels different or if it feels you know like what what the new take is on the characters i don't know what did, what did you think yeah, no, I, I I agree, I agree, and we we went to the Adult Swim festival over there on the green as well, and we we stopped by for the Toonami presentation, and they showed a lot of different anime actually during that presentation, along with the Rick and Morty anime title sequence again, and I, I'm almost like, maybe I, maybe I should watch more anime. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not it's not quite designed for binge watching. Uh, not like a Fox animation is normally, right? Fox animation. Right, absolutely. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, going into uh, inside jokes. I mean, Robotech was built for binge watching. It's the original serialized, you know, that's, series. That's right. You know, that's right. But I, but seriously, I think I think getting it more into anime, I think is 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 cool. And I think maybe the Rick and Morty anime might be a a stepping stone or you know, a, a gateway drug to, to watching more anime. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could definitely see that. Um, it's, I don't know. It, it looks good. I think the energy was high on it, but again, we only saw a title sequence. Yeah. So how the actual show itself will be, uh, is anybody's guess, but, uh, yeah, excited for that to come out. I don't know if we got an actual release date for the anime. I thought we uh, did, but, um, I'll have to, I'll have to take a gander. I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the YouTube 
uh, notes uh, on on the title sequence, and it doesn't say it here. So yeah, not not entirely sure, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for that to come out whenever it does. I am too. It's supposed to come out. We know that it's going to come out in in 2023. We don't know if there's actually a premiere date for it yet, but I am excited for for it when it does soon. As Steve Levy would say, coming out soon. Very soon. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, the overall, like the, well, we want to say that, like, I think going into the panel before the writer strike, before the the SAG after strike, it was probably going to be a little bit different. And we did, we, we, we caught somebody, they actually caught us on, on the floor uh, like Saturday or Sunday, they're like, "Hey, oh, hey!" They came up and talked to us, and uh, they were like, "Yeah, we got pulled in a, a couple days, be- like a, a week before. Like they weren't yeah. expecting to be there, which means that like we probably could have expected the voice actors, uh, Sarah Chalk or Chris Barnell, definitely Spencer. Like they probably would have been there to have that conversation about ten years of Rick and Morty. Right? It's a, it's a, it's a big deal to." have 10 years of, of Rick and Morty entirely. And, you know, they weren't, they, they weren't there. And so we had to deal with whatever they had, which was, which was, which was that panel. So yeah, Travis, you know what I uh, was saying that, that entire time. And I, I appreciate you li- <laughs> listening in that you didn't interrupt me and you just, you just shut your mouth and you didn't say anything and you just you looked at me with a blank dead stare. You didn't move at all. Nope, nope. Because I I respect your insight <laughs> and I res- respect your perspective as a podcaster, Brandon. I've always I've always been that way. Always and I always that. will be. <laughs> internet um, can't wait for well, fiber is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, fiber internet the the next the next phase of this podcast. Um, but with that in mind. Uh, do we have any listener suggestions or short outs? Do we want to talk about a few reviews that we've gotten recently, Brandon? I do. I do. I do want to talk about a couple of reviews that, that we got. The first one is from Corman, Corpsman, 840-04-FMF. Uh, he or she writes, you talk more about what well, the title is. What is this? A one star. You talk more about random stuff more than the show itself. I listened to three episodes and they are on. They all are not about the show, just randomly talking about anything but the show. Now, this was this was this was posted in June 8th. Now, for like the last, I, I will I will say that's fair. We do talk about a lot fair of point. random stuff on this show, especially when the show's not on. When there's no ep- new new episodes, we've co- we've covered season one, two, three, four, five. We've covered a lot of these things multiple times. And so it becomes difficult. And we've talked about this for longtime listeners, the difficulty of like maintaining content and, and continuing yeah. to bring content. Uh, we don't we don't want we don't want to rest on our laurels and give you just like a half ass thing. So we do research. We try to get content that is somewhat related to Rick and Morty. And, you know, that's not for everybody. I mean, we're not for everybody. And that's fair as well. Um, but, sure. you know, one star is fair. Yeah, I. I am curious, and and maybe you can send us an email or, or hit us up on our Instagram. And let us know. Do you do you appreciate these these types of episodes where we go into the content 
that is adjacent to the show? Um, or do you want us to just rehash and rewatch episodes over and over again and talk about them over and over again? Because, I mean, we can do that. <laughs> like, we can. <laughs> uh, we, we just don't know that that will be as fresh or interesting. And obviously, we're going to talk about the actual episodes as they come out. If you are new here and you are just checking us out for the first time, one, I appreciate you getting this far into the episode. But two, definitely dig back into the backlog of, of our show because we have reviewed at least once, if not more than once, every episode of Rick and Morty. And to, to a degree, we've, 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 we've rehashed different aspects of some of those episodes. So we, we again, want to keep things fresh, want to keep things interesting. Um, but if that's, this isn't the type of stuff you want, we appreciate that feedback as well. Yeah, for, for, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, so our next review is a, is a two-star review. And this, is, this one, this one kind of hit me. It hit me. It struck me because I, I failed this person. I failed this person because I'm the one who edits the podcast. I'm the one who is supposed to pay attention to the ad breaks and where they, they fit in, right? It's supposed to, they're supposed to line up with semi-pertinent news. They're supposed to line up with the main thing, especially the main thing, right? That's where they're supposed to fall. Uh, I, I, I slide an adjuster or whatever and I say, okay, 21 minutes and 30 seconds. That's, that's when it starts. Okay. So here, here's, here's the, here's the review two star great in the beginning, but dot, dot, uh, by J top. Recently, the ads are just edited weirdly into the episodes, uh, like they would be talking and then all of a sudden it would cut them off and play an ad. Way too abrupt, literally mid-sentence, dropping the podcast after following for four years. Man, you know, uh, that's... Ouch. That is, that is, that is an ouch, but it is, it is solid feedback. And um, JTOP, if you ever come back, just know that I hear you and I appreciate you and I'm going to I'm gonna ch- make a larger effort to make sure that those ads aren't as interruptive as they, they have been. Yeah. I I think we can just do a better job as we're recording the episodes to give ourselves space within those ad breaks to be more deliberate about them. Um, Instead of cutting right into those segments, we can say after this break, we'll be back with some pertinent news. Take a beat. Yeah. And then go after that. Right. So again, not a lot of stars, but very valuable feedback and reviews for us. So we appreciate that review as well. 100%. And for anybody else who, who, who puts a review out there, you know, if you, if you think that you want to give us a one star, two star, three star, four star, five star, you can always also send us that, that feedback directly and we welcome it and we appreciate it because we yeah. want this show to be not only for us talking out out loud about one of our favorite shows, Rick and Morty, but we also want it to be accessible and interesting and something that you want to listen to, Unity. So if you want to give us some feedback, send us an email, rickandmortypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, post anything on, on any of our, our YouTube or our, our Instagram at rickandmortypod or on X. Stupid. No, get it out of here. Out. No X. Twitter. Go to Twitter. No X. <laughs> Twitter. No X. Stupid Twitter, man. Uh, whatever. That that's a that's an AE topic. But go and go out there. Give us that feedback. We we accept it. We appreciate it, and we will make an honest effort to incorporate it. Yeah, and and we appreciate everyone that listens. Thank you for listening to this episode. And until next time, I'm Travis, and I'm Brandon. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>